Listen, this phone thing is off the charts. It's me, Cindy. Ever since I read that book that pointed out how possibly the worst thing about the smartphone fixation, which I think we can just call phones now, right? Because with the exception of landlines, any cell phone can at least distract us with texting and tiny games to play, right? We're going to go with right. So back to the book and what had such a great impact on me, in case you missed it in a previous episode, was that we can turn to our phones for 101 ways to have fun or to feel like we're accomplishing something, as so many of us are so plugged in for any time access that we can be pulled into the vortex with a single text. I'm not going to start getting all judgy, because I do it too. If you get a call about a job, you're compelled to take it. I get a call, same thing. we got to be okay with that. And with our phones in hand or purse or pocket, ready to entertain or inform or kill clock, we never have to get bored. And that's the problem. Again, if you missed that episode, it was pointed out that the downside of not getting bored is that you never turn anything over in your brain. You're playing Simon's Cat. Oh, wait, that's me. Instead of letting your mind wander, your thoughts drift, daydreaming, which could lead to cooking something up, getting a good idea or any idea. That's what they call being plugged in. And it's almost a literal description because you're focusing on feeding from a source outside of your head instead of spending time in your head. Get it? You and I are not the only ones who do this. But at least as grown-ups, we're wasting time more than wasting the essential time to learn to be human. Even really young kids, toddlers for Pete's sake, are getting sucked into the world of technology. My friend Brett told me that young kids who spend too much screen time are remaining nonverbal, you know, not talking as soon as they should or could be. Matter of fact, just a couple of days after she said that, I read about a new study of over 2,400 kids that found that the more time young children spend glued to the screen, the worse they test on development. With the first five years critical to developing normally, Screen times disrupt what would be normal conversations with others, so they miss out on verbal and nonverbal social exchanges. Plus, being more sedentary, you know, sitting around, they're missing out on motor skill development. The study concludes that families should not only limit or eliminate screen time for toddlers, but make sure physical activities and family interactions are a priority. Another downside to tots on iPads? I swear this is true. I heard about a four-year-old who used his mother's phone to order 96 cans of Play-Doh plus a pint-sized table and chairs from Amazon. And it got delivered. Another good argument for maybe not storing your credit card on Amazon. Is it not amazing how all these things I've been talking about lately keep coming back? Oh, in case you missed that one, that's how my credit card got hacked. Anyway, so... Not that mastering shopping on Amazon when you are four years old doesn't display some sort of super skill, but wouldn't it have been better if he was playing with his Legos or blocks or could even get his hands on a big empty box? Oh, like the one the table and chairs came in and could have some fun with that if he has an imagination to put it to use. That's my worry, you know. Beyond stinted physical, verbal, and social skills, by creating a dependence on outside forces and sources, Their little tiny imaginations, or at least the full breath and expression of their imaginations, could eventually dissipate. Like how GPS systems are robbing people's ability to read a map. You know that's a real thing, right? And without an active imagination, how will they turn that box into something that adds to the pretend world that they're playing in? But of course, grown-ups are setting the example. How often do you see a mom or dad pushing a shopping cart and they're talking and texting while their little left-out kids like, Mom! 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 Desperate for attention. 
You know, that kills me. And I want to be like, uh, you know, your kid's going to grow up pretty quick. And before you know it, they'll be a teenager and just hate you for a couple of years, right? So you really should enjoy this time with them while they care. Plus, kids can be pretty interesting, assuming they've had a chance to give their imagination some wings. But okay, to be fair, maybe that mom or dad spent the last four hours giving little offspring their full attention, and they're now taking some well-deserved me time. It's possible. But apart from me time, I'm on the airplane, window seat. I look over to my fellow travelers, two guys next to me, another guy and two women across the aisle, and every one of them is face down at their phone. So I take out my phone and I take that picture and not a one of them even noticed. And no, it's not they're just pretending not to notice. I tell you, they were completely sucked in. Again, not to sound judgy, but don't you think that's a little sad? You get on a plane to go somewhere. Even though you've probably done it before, maybe many times, isn't it still kind of cool to look around and take it all in? So I've been hypersensitive about people on their phones lately. And I thought, that's created a whole nother layer for problems. For instance... I don't leave my phone on all the time, and especially if I'm home. Sometimes I treat it like it's a work tool, which come to think of it, it is, and I shut it off when my day is over. And I guess that I imagine everybody does that, but it turns out that I am so wrong. So if I get a text when I turn on my phone in the morning, I'm inclined to answer. Then I have the, oh, realizing it isn't even 7 a.m. yet. So publicly, I apologize for any time I did or still occasionally text you too early in the morning. What about when you answer a text and then the other person answers your answer and the next thing you're having a little text chat? Can't we at some point put the phones to our ears and talk for real? Only sometimes, well, I don't know if this is true for you, but sometimes text chats turn into a series of one-liners, which can be pretty hilarious and would not as likely happen on a phone call. But let's say after you go back and forth a couple of times, are you the first to sign off or signal the, okay, have a great day without seeming rude or bored or too busy? What is the acceptable number of verbal volleys before you can wrap it up without fear of offending? I don't have an answer. All I can say is if you and I are texting and then I make signals like we can wrap it up, I want you to know I am just as much doing it in case you have something to do as because maybe I do. Usually it's Ruby wanting to go out and play or get fed or like some other little human child wanting my attention. Mom, mom, mom. Only she's like, if you get a text and you see it come in and you're doing something else, is it okay not to respond right away? Not like they know you've seen it and are being rude, but doesn't it feel like you're being a bad person? And what about when you're with a friend and you're doing whatever, and then their phone rings or dings or vibrates and they immediately respond, okay, them not being rude. But then it turns into a long text chat or a call and they're chuckling and deep in conversation and suddenly you're the third person in the room crashing their private conversation. Anybody who knows me could easily tell you how much I hate that. That's when we need a book of cell phone etiquette. So as I can turn to page whatever and point and go, look, it's not me, it's the rule. I'm sure that'll win them over. There could be a chapter or at least a page or maybe a paragraph or just a sentence about your ringer. Maybe it all boils down to just, for God's sake, if you can't shut off your phone, at least make it quiet. At least when you're with somebody or out someplace like a movie theater or the library or like yoga class. I mean, can't we live without those notifications or at least take a break from texting or Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp, Pinterest emails? Look at it this way. You're out doing something and your phone dings, waiting till you're done and maybe you're bored to check. It'll give you something to look forward to. Fascinating to realize that in spite of the fact that everyone has a phone and uses it, we're still essentially in the early days of cell phones. So the etiquette thing still has to be worked out. Wait a minute, wait. 
we could write a book together. You know my thoughts. What are yours? If you're on the Anchor app, you can leave a voice message or you can email me at smecindy, S-M-E-E, cindy at gmail.com or you could send a text, but odds are good I'm going to miss that one.